Let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. Want to know the micro habits that boost happiness and productivity? My special guest, Dorsey Hill, joins me. She is an entrepreneur and a healing dance therapist. She is the best selling author of three books, and she's here to talk with us about having a happy mindset. And one of the things that is so interesting that she um, has taught is that it is impossible, impossible to be frustrated and happy at the same time. And so she believes that being creative and being productive is all about being happy. And she's here to share some micro habits and some mindsets that we can um, practice to set ourselves up with a happy mindset. So welcome, Dorsey. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm ready to talk. (laughs) Good. I'm excited. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Oh my stars, a little bit. You're asking the wrong person. Just a little bit and then we'll dive right into the conversation. Okay, perfect. Well, I I guess I want to say like really now what I'm doing is taking all these years that I've put different mind, body, spirit practices into place and combining it into one thing, which all revolves around the root for me, which is happy. And that also stems from, I have two degrees in the health sciences. So I love how the body works on a very simplistic level and then putting simple steps and micro habits into place that help you create a healthy, happy, fun life. So that's really me in a nutshell. And I co-authored three um, best-selling books, which I'm very excited about working on my fourth one. And I have a weekly radio show as well, where I help spread laughter and love, giggles, all that kind of thing. And so really in a nutshell, that's me. And, and, and by the way, I do break into spontaneous dance and I love chocolate and cheesecake. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for the warning. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, good. I, you know, what fascinates me about what you just said is this idea of how small things can become big things. This whole idea of Kaizen, which is a Japanese philosophy that little improvements over time, you know, improving maybe by 1% every day can have a huge cumulative effect. And you mentioned something about happiness and these micro habits and mindset. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that and maybe some examples of some micro habits that you have? You know, I love talking in micro steps, and that actually stems from my chemistry background because I was pre-med when I was in college. And so, you know, I had to take chemistry and biology and all these other classes, and we I took microbiology. So it was all these, instead of these huge instruments and uh, test tubes and all this, it was these little bitty ones, and you're doing these small reactions, and that really just piqued my interest because I love little things, and if it's a small step, because let's face it, if if you hear some people say, oh, 10 steps to this, or it's going to take 30 days, some people go, oh, 
Yeah, it's too long. Yeah, yeah, already, instead of going, wait, if you can do three little things today and do those until you make it a habit where you're not even thinking thinking about it and you're just doing it, then you can add to that and add to that. And then all of a sudden you have these aha moments where you go, oh, wow. I've gotten rid of this. I don't do that. I've changed this. And you have this whole list of things that you're now doing subconsciously and it's made your life healthier. It's made your life happier. And one of the big things for me, a simple step is honestly, and I know it's overused. I get it. It really does make a difference is gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, and if it's, it, and if for some people it's hard, they say, well, I don't know what to be grateful for. Or I did an article on this called gratitude schmattitude, you know, because <laughs> you're kind of like, oh, whatever. Thing is, if you can wake up every day and whatever it's like about, I think they say like the first five things you think of in the morning is what sets the tone for your day. So if you can get up and the first thing you think is, I am healthy, well, then your mind immediately goes to work on ways to make that happen. And if you need to write it down, put it on some notes, you know, put it on a on your mirror, on your desk, whatever. So I love little notes because I'm visual. So that's a great little way to put one to no more than three little things, whether it's gratitude sayings or motivational sayings, because it's, if you can do that for me, that's one of the things that when I see that, then that helps set my day. Because if you get up and start looking at social media and all this other mess, news, read the newspapers, we can't help to go to kind of the bad stuff or read, you know, all the not so great. And then you kind of go off on that rabbit hole, you know, Mm -hmm. and get stuck on sort of the not so pretty things. If you can have that mindset where I'm grateful for today or today is easy. Everything I do today comes with ease. Then guess what? That's what your day is going to be created from. Yeah. And I, I love that you say that. And there's a couple of things that you said that I want to kind of dig into a little bit more, okay. um, because you mentioned gratitude, but I'm also hearing some affirmations in there. So, um, and, and this whole idea of whatever you start the day with is kind of what you set the tone mm-hmm. for the day. So if you wanted to set it off, off on a really negative, anxious moment, you would go on your phone first thing and yes. dig through your social media or look <laughs> at the news, what happened while I was sleeping and, and gratitude, it, it really does change everything. Yes. Um, and for people who might be having a difficult time finding something to be grateful for. I loved how you said, you know, Hey, I'm just grateful to have my health. Or if you don't have your health, Hey, are you breathing? Yes. <laughs> grateful to be breathing <laughs> exactly. and, to be alive. and just starting there. It's, it's the highest emotion that we can feel. So that's, it is. So tell, tell me the, a little bit about the difference between, you know, what does, um, practicing gratitude look like, like what are, what, someone wanted to start a gratitude practice, Mm -hmm. what would they do to start? And then also the affirmations. I want to talk about that after you answer that. Okay. I'm going to write myself a note. I'm a note taker. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll remind you. (laughs) Okay, great. Cause I, I get off on tangent. Oh, it's okay. That's cool. Yes. Well, here's something that I'd love to talk about as a writer and an avid reader. I'd love to bookend the day. So what I would tell people when, you know, I talk about being grateful or having a gratitude 
system in your life, if you will, because I know a lot of your listeners are, you know, in the entrepreneurial space or the business space. So they're more of a system oriented. So if you put a gratitude system in place, start off the day with, and I, and I really, I love three because it's a, it's an easy number. It's also in numerology, a very powerful number. And so pick three things, even if you don't believe it yet, pick three things that are in your highest and greatest good saying, I am healthy, or I have abundant health. I am wealthy, you know, or I am prosperous, whatever words you want to use. And then whatever other one you want to pick, you know, my day flows with ease, or I have a happy family, whatever is most important to you. So pick three. And I would say either take your phone and record yourself saying these so that you hear your voice. Or if you're more visual, put them on a post-it note or a sticky note and stick them somewhere where you're doing your morning routine, whether it's you know, for most people going to be maybe your bathroom in the mirror so you can see it as you're getting ready, as you're brushing your teeth, whatever. Then to bookend it at the end of the day, because now you've started the day, you started your mind thinking of happy thoughts, of grateful thoughts, of ease, of health. So the mind only knows what you tell it. So if you tell it, I'm happy, I'm grateful, I'm wealthy, I am working with ease, it immediately goes to grab all of those things for you. And then at the end of the day, right before you go to sleep, because whatever you think as you're going to sleep, your mind immediately works on, you know, and I know people know this because if you go to bed and have a problem, it's like your mind stews on it and stews on it all night, you toss, you turn, you don't sleep very well. If you go to bed and look at those same three and just say, I am grateful for the ease in which my day flowed. I'm grateful for how healthy I was today. Or, you know, whatever three you put down and just say a thank you as you're going to sleep for those three, your mind works on creating more because your mind creates a loop and it starts looking for those gratitude, grateful moments. And then it becomes easier to add in a fourth one, to add in a fifth one, to add in more. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and it's so funny. It's like, how many of us watch TV right before we go to bed and then, and then have dreams about people chasing us or, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, it's fine. You can watch TV before bed, but before you drift off, it, all we're saying is yes, have this practice. So you reset your brain you reset your mind and you can go into this subconscious state. Um, yes. Now, do you know any of the science behind this? Like, like uh, alpha waves, theta waves, delta waves, anything like that? You know, there, there is, of course, tons of science. And I love the, what they call binaural beats. Oh, yeah. Because the music and music in, in different meditative songs or even spoken meditation are made to resonate to where they will ping, if you will, you know, attach onto different neural centers in the brain and cause relaxation. They will cause, you know, a, your body to stop creating so many physical stressors. And that's been proven, which I love. So as you go through these different states of sleep, and one thing I do like to tell people is, is if you 
watch TV. I don't watch TV before I go to bed. I don't watch it in bed. I'm just one of those. My bedroom is my sleep sanctuary. So my body knows the minute I go in that room and get in that bed, it's time to sleep, not work. It's time to sleep and repair. And, and I get it. A lot of people do, you know, listen to something as they drift off. There are some fantastic guided spoken meditations that you can listen to that will shift you out of that crazy spinning mind where it slows the mind. It gets you into the different, you know, alpha and theta waves as you're going to into the deeper sleep and also recreate these gratitude patterns. So that's what I love, I love about, that. you know, a lot of the science behind it, because it makes sense the way the, ner the nerves and the neurons work when you put these specific sound waves. Because the thing is, you can actually hook somebody up and see on a monitor mm -hmm. the different waves. Yes. And you can see the sound frequency matching up to your actual neural frequency, yep. which is fantastic. Yep. Yeah. I'm obsessed with brain waves and I think it's so, so, so interesting, yes. especially like if you're trying to concentrate during the day or be more creative, inducing an alpha state, which is the alpha waves of, the, of your brain. Like you mentioned the binaural, um, yes. uh, music or whatever you can find them on. Do you have some apps? There's some apps and music that oh. you recommend. Girl, let me tell you, I just okay. found this new one. <laughs> There's a couple. I'm going to make sure that I say the right one. I have a few bookmarked on YouTube. So there are some for free, which I love free. And, you know, I love some that are a few that are paid. Two of my favorite are, let's see here. And I'll put these in the show notes too. So Yes. Yeah. Are Doxy. And it's like a dachshund. It's D-A-U. C-H-S-Y, Doxy. Okay. Some of the most fantastic. And then Meditative Thoughts, I believe, is one of the other ones that's one of my okay. favorites. Those are some great ones. And there's a new app that I just got, believe it or not, that you just said that, Sync Tuition. Ooh, I like that name. I know. Really and good. you get, you can do seven days for free, and then you have to pay like a yearly subscription. And I think you get three or four 25 minute meditations at all times. And then to do the rest, to unlock the rest, you have to pay for it. They are wonderful for someone who is, who thinks, and this cracks me up when people, when I say like do some sort of meditative practice or yoga practice or gratitude, you know, system or whatever, they go, Oh, Dorsey, I can't sit around in Lotus position in yoga pants with my, my fingers together and um, all day long. I'm like, okay, great. I don't either. That's not what I'm talking about. Or they'll say, oh, I can't meditate because I can't, you know, cut or shut my mind off. And I'm thinking you're the person that needs to do it right. because your mind no, needs I've, a rest. I was one of those people like who would say, yes. who would say that. And I found that, yeah, I, I definitely needed it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, our minds are computers. We forget how powerful they are. And it's, it needs a break because we can't plug into a computer, download everything, put it in different folders, and then start fresh. So we have to give it a chance to slow down, reorganize, and not be so scattered so that it can find the solutions. It can search for the, the answers to the problems and create the opportunities that in a frenzied state, it's not going to find. 
Right. You know? Right. And something too, I don't know if anyone does this. We were talking about sleep. Something I found out recently, if you're someone, because I was guilty of this, if you set your alarm and you snooze it, even once, twice, a couple times, oh. it creates what's called sleep inertia. I had not heard that. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So if you do that in the morning, then it literally creates about a three to four hour period after that, where you don't really have the focus, where you're sort of scattered. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so true. Because some days if it was like eight o'clock, you know, I was getting up a little bit later. And then all of a sudden it would be between 10 to 12 before I started really getting going. So that's something to think about too, is getting up out of bed, not snoozing and immediately starting your mind thinking on those positive, grateful thoughts. And then you recreate a whole new day. I love it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to mention, I want to share two of my favorite apps. I have Please, um, yes. Think Up. Um, you can record your own affirmations and then you can have it go to music. Now it's not binaural but beats, but what I okay. found is that you can turn on another app, Relax Melodies, and you can put on the binaural app, uh, binaural beats, which is again, those alpha waves that you want to have during the day or mm -hmm. delta or theta waves at night. And um, you can use it either with headphones or without. They have different options for that. So that's really cool. Um, nice. And I even kind of nerded out one day and I made <laughs> my own um, in GarageBand on my, on my computer. Oh, and I just typed up all these affirmations that I wanted to start to sink in. And then I put it to, I actually made two tracks, one that was alpha so I could listen to it during the day, mm -hmm. very subtly suggesting to my mind <laughs> as I'm working, as well as listen to it right before bed, um, or even, you know, uh, upon waking up, mm -hmm. you know, while I'm brushing my teeth or whatever. So, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I found it to be very helpful. And then for my gratitude practice, I actually write in a journal and I just write things that I'm grateful for now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so anyway, there's, a lot of <laughs> that we have. Um, I want something I do want to say just right quick, if I may, is something that also helped me. And I see a lot of people or hear a lot of people do this, you know, when we're talking about being in a state of gratitude, because then you're also open to receiving mm -hmm. a key to that is to stop claiming the bad or the not so great that's in your life. Mm -hmm. including like illnesses or situations or yes. job, because it's so easy to go into, you know, being on the struggle bus or being in a negative attitude. And when I stopped claiming for one thing, health stuff, I stopped saying my allergies or my, you know, digestive or I issues. feel this way instead yes. disconnecting yes. from it a little bit. Like my body feels tired instead yes. of I feel tired, right? Yes. yes. I would say yes. I'm having a histamine reaction. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And or my amazing. body is experiencing allergies. Yes. 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 Totally true. Cause it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. And it, and that is actually like how you can more positively frame it. So it doesn't become an affirmation, you know, precisely. Yes. Or, or self-fulfilling prophecy like, yes. Oh, every, you know, fall, I feel this way, you know, it's like, yes. or, or whatever it is. So exactly. true. Cause your mind 
whether you're, you know, aware or not, is taking in the information, your subconscious, which is the thing that runs the whole show. Like, let's just, you know, we think it's our conscious mind. No, 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 no. 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 (laughs) It's the subconscious stuff, the stuff that's buried beneath. Exactly. Actually, yeah, becoming your thoughts and your actions and everything. So, well, you know, that's that's just so true. Your thoughts become things. Mm -hmm. And where you focus, energy flows. So if you focus on and only seeing the bad, the negative, the not so great, or the unhealthy, well, guess what? That's all you're going to have because right. you will manifest it physically. You'll manifest physical symptoms and you'll manifest physical situations. Yes. So know? true. So true. Well, you talk a lot about, um, and I think it's the happiness mindset um, handbook that you have that I, I took a look at. You have a lot of tips in there. Um, could you share just a few habits maybe that someone could adopt during the day to to have more of a happy attitude? Again, it's like, you know, it's hard to be a hundred percent. Like no one's perfect. No one's oh, happy a hundred percent of the time. No. Like right? You and exactly. not being afraid to, to feel the opposite emotions either, because it's important to have the full gamut in this life, right? But, um, and it also is. just to be a healthy person, right? But how can we, how can we infuse more happiness? Well, okay, you know, and I, I say this in the happiness handbook, and it's true, I realize, you know, and I'm not delusional, that you know, I have ups and downs and good days and bad days, and I have some struggles and and whatnot, you know, so I'm not saying that every day is like, you know, a rose colored glass, you you know, glittery unicorn rose world. That's the world I want to be in. And I strive to look at things from that viewpoint. However, yes, things are going to come up. And what I find is that I've worked really hard to develop. It's, It's almost like a a happiness muscle, you know, like with any habit. And so now my subconscious, because I put so many steps and things into place for myself, that it's an easy situation or an easy place to go back to that happiness state. And, you know, it can be depending, like I'm, I'm a very active, very creative, very much in movement. And I have a hard time sitting still. So one of the things for me, if I, if I have to sit at a desk all day, I go bananas. Okay. I just can't do it. So I will give myself, I don't know if you've heard Pomodoro time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Explain what it is for those that might love Pomodoro time is just, you know, and I love, you can get a cute timer on your phone or an actual like old fashioned, like egg timer or something like that, you know, and put on your desk or near your desk and set it for about 30 minutes. And then just really go crazy for 30 solid minutes on one task. And it's amazing when you compartmentalize time like that, how much you get done and your mind doesn't wander. And then I will get up because for me, one of my happy places is moving, is dancing. So, of course, you have to find what makes you happy, you know, what makes your inner child happy, whether it's it's coloring, it's being you know, moving around, maybe listening to a, a funny or a cool song that you really like. You have a playlist. So for me, it's getting up, moving around, whether it's going outside. I have a balance ball. I'll sometimes sit on that and kind of do a little bouncing, a little hippity hoppity, you know, kind of thing, because it makes me happy. It gets me out of that work, 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 work mindset. 
then my mind relaxes a little bit, has some fun, and then I can come back and do another 30 minutes of Pomodoro heavy work time. It's amazing how much more you get done. And then guess what? At the end of the day, when you look at everything you've cleared off, tell me you're not happy. Yeah. And I like it too, because it's kind of a game. It's kind of like, you know, see how much I can get done in these 30 minutes. Right. It really is amazing. When you put your mind to it, the mind is just so powerful. What you can accomplish in short increments of time, instead of trying to have this, because I'll be honest with you, if I have an entire list of things, and if I look at that, that alone exhausts me. Okay, I'm already done just looking at that list, even though I know it needs to be done. If I can look at it and go, okay, whatever I can do for the next 30 minutes, perfect. Totally. You know, so that's a great little easy tip, you know, to start creating new habits because even though it's more work related, when you get things done and you know you've done them well and they're cleared off, it doesn't put you in a state of, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to finish that, because that's a loop that is very destructive. Yep. And if you can get out of that and do these little increments, like I said, at the end of the day, you go, oh my gosh, look how much I did. Then you're like excited and you're ready to do more. And then you have time to do more. So that's an easy one. Of course, we've already talked about you know the, the book ending, because I love book ending, starting and ending your day with gratitude. You know, so those are a couple of yeah, really and, and easy. I want to just follow up too. Like, I think it's so important just to, to reemphasize that whole point about, you know, when you're just working and working and working heads down, like you're going to get burned out so much faster. Oh, yes. And I have a mentor that is always saying like, take a win, you know, and what she means yes. by that is not necessarily like go on a shopping spree, although that wouldn't be out of a question, like for a really big day. Right. But the, the point is to take these smaller wins more frequently. Yes. And it could be as simple as going and getting your favorite, favorite drink at the cafe or, you know, whatever it is, you know, and, and that, that is so important. And like you said, you were saying the inner child, what makes your inner child (laughs) happy? We all have one. We yes. like to pretend we don't have one. Oh, and there, and she or he is there. <laughs> and they're going to kick and scream if you don't take oh. a break. Eventually, yes. you're going to get burnt out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Any day. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually talked about that today. You know, I, I said I have a, a, a radio show myself, and I had talked about that with my guests today, your rebellious inner child. And that's where, you know, we get into when you don't let them out or find what makes them happy because it never goes away. And I guarantee you there's some little thing that you can do, whether it's in your day or whatever, you know, we even gave some examples, one of them, okay, I'm not recommending this because this would make me agitated. Although this was, you know, kind of funny. She had a mentor in a mastermind group that gave them, I was like, oh, I would have to just slap her, I think for this. And she gave them ice cream cones, look like ice cream. And they went to lick it and it was actually mashed potatoes on the ice cream oh, cone. No, that's I was awful. like, I was like, you little stinker. That's, that's like, not funny. <laughs> that's like, that's like <laughs> it's a chocolate chip cookie and you buy it in its oatmeal raisin. That's I know you go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and I said, no, no. I said, now, of course, I mean, because it's not a, it's not an ugly prank. And of course, everybody laughed about it. And then they did go get actual ice cream, you know. And so it's sometimes just ha- having 
a little bit of fun acting up just a little bit that doesn't hurt somebody that gives you that moment of laughter of joy lightens the moment and then it's amazing how easy it is to get back into your day and it flows easier without the struggle right yes yeah because yeah, it's actually fun and something that yes. you're enjoying you're enjoying the journey it's not yeah. a destination it's a journey right we always hear yeah. that but Lots um, of steps. finding the joy and the journey is the key right yes yes so for someone who's not finding joy in the journey let's just say like what are okay. some ways for someone to get out of a funk you know and that so depends i'm i'm a huge believer for mind, body, spirit, anything, that every body, you know, physical body is so different. And I can say, oh, I've got the best plan, the best ideas, and, you know, help everybody. Okay, well, I'm already telling a big fat fifth because it's not going to help everybody. So when I talk to people, I really do sit and figure out, okay, what used to, if you're not in a happy place now, when you were younger, so you're going to have to think back a little bit, what really made you happy? Was it riding a bike with your arms out, letting the wind, you know, kind of just rush around you? Was it sitting under a tree, listening to the leaves? Was it going to a water source? You know, was it coloring or singing? Or I guarantee you, or bubble wrap. We were talking or, about that the other oh, day. Oh yes, I know. I was. I have that on my. I wrote down bubble wrap. As a matter of fact, that's funny. <laughs> bubble or bubbles. Yeah. Blowing bubbles, you know, so you really have to look. And for some people, I know it takes a second because they, well, some people listening to this might be like, I am not blowing bubbles. Are you kidding me? But (laughs) what would you say to someone like that? Who's a little bit cynical? Like, how do you, yeah. The first thing I ask is if someone is being very resistant, I ask, why are you being resistant? What are you not wanting to either look at or break through? What are you clinging so hard to that you're not allowing any joy in your life? You know, how is that serving you? And sometimes it's those hard questions that have to be asked for someone to start going, oh, I didn't realize because let's face it, we don't always see our own stuff you know, and that we're maybe, you know, on the victim bus or the struggle bus or the poopy bus or whatever bus it is, you know, we may not realize that we're there because that's a habit too. Right. That's a non-serving habit we've gotten into. And so I've had people when I've done different teachings or different dance classes or whatever, you know, because I teach a healing dance therapy as well. I've had people that were very resistant and I said, okay, I understand. I just want you to ask yourself why are you resisting this that is going to set you up for further success? And, you know, sometimes when you ask it in those ways, then, they, you know, their guard goes down because you're not like in their face. Like some coaches would be, well, why aren't you doing this? You know, it's good for you. I don't yeah. deal well with that. I don't like the in your face blame. Mm-hmm. I like more of the asking you, why are you not willing to do this? Because eventually the more that you ask that, that person will finally come to, well, I grew up thinking that it's childish to do that, mm-hmm. or I, you know, I need to be doing these other things because so-and-so said, or I have to go about it this way. And you realize that they go, oh, they really want that. They just took someone else's beliefs and made it not okay. And they didn't realize that they did that. Right. 
Yeah. So that's kind of where I start with those people and just let them know it's, you know, it's a safe space that, you know, when I'm, when I'm working with someone or talking or what, you know, even with the crowd, it's a safe place to, you know, kind of let your guard down. And, and honestly, if they're not willing to, then maybe just at that moment, at that time, that's where they need to be. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah. And, and we all grew up, you know, having some kind of example in our childhood where, you know, depending on your personality type and how that fit into the family dynamic, you could have been told anything from, oh, don't be so shy, or you need to be more serious, or can't you settle down or, you know, and, and we don't realize that that has now become part of the fabric of our, of our thinking, our programming um, in our mind. 100%. We know it starts, you know, I, it, I understand the need for this. It's just sort of a non-self-fulfilling prophecy that we create ourselves. And it starts in preschool. What's the first thing, you know, when you get in preschool, sit down, be quiet, mm-hmm. you know, don't speak unless you're spoken Keep to your hands and your legs to yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Crisscross applesauce. So if you have kids paste or the yeah. <laughs> exactly. don't eat anything other than your lunch. Mm-hmm. And then if you are out of the classroom, it's get in the line, you know, person in front of you, person behind, keep your hands to yourself. Don't say anything. And you walk a line and you sit and think about it. We do that all the way up through, you know, I I substitute taught for a couple of years and even through middle school. So really you're not able to break out of that until maybe high school. So by then you're 14, 15, that's a lot of years being told what to do, how to sit, how to move, how to talk, don't do this. And it's hard to break out of that. Mm -hmm. You know, and then of course your parents are, if you act up in class, you're going to get it when you get home. <laughs> you know? So you kind of get it both, you know? And so it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's unfortunately sad. I get it, but you know, I'm also here to let people know it's okay to color outside the lines and to break free. Yeah. I actually, a friend of mine organized one of these, um, dance therapy sessions. I don't know yeah. if it's the same thing that you, you do or what it's called or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, it was so interesting because there, there was a point where it's like, you know, um, show, you know, that we had like pop music or whatever on, but it was like, you know, dance, like you're super depressed or anxious or whatever that low feeling is. And then now dance, like you're super happy or super Mm -hmm. excited or whatever. And it was so interesting just to not have any rules, you know, like there wasn't, I wasn't trying to look good, you know, it was just like expression and just being free. And it's like, you know, before, sometimes before meetings, this is like, I'm, I'm telling on myself, but before meetings, like I'll just dance, I'll, I'll put up some music or whatever. And it just helps me to get out of my head because I can be very cerebral and logical because of what I do for a living. And just to get, you know, kind of put that energy back into my body and get myself grounded a little bit before I get on a call, I feel like I'm so much more, um, centered when I get on the call and, um, it sounds super silly, to put on something like I have the tiger or something like that before. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> but it works. You know, or you or Katy Perry roar. Right. You know, that's another There's really good one. There's lots of good anthems for sure. Oh, yes. 
Yes, you know, and, and you should think about it, though. A lot of the the big time speakers will do that same kind of thing because it gets them out of and it's more of, you know, for, for a lot of people listening will understand this probably really well, the more um, business left brain or ego. And it gets you into the serving mind. Because when you're in a serving mindset for your company, your employees, for whoever you're speaking to, or just whatever it is you're doing out in the world, then you don't, you're not concerned and you don't care with what comes out because what comes out and comes through is exactly what's meant for those people, for that meeting, whatever. When you're in that ego space is when you get all flustered and you get all angry and you, and everything comes across as inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And I know you've seen people like that. Oh yeah, you totally. Like that. there's a total disconnect between oh, yeah. brain and the heart. And you can totally yes. tell, like they've either memorized their speech oh, yes. and they're up there just <laughs> remembering the lines, mm-hmm. you know, really good actors, for example, oh, yes. you can tell <laughs> that not only do they know the words, but they've really taken the time. Like, how does that feel? And what, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of expression comes out and that's the difference I think between a really great speaker and one who's just like one note monotonous who wants to listen to that no one no especially now because you know people are smart they are savvy they have seen enough coaches and speakers and programs and you name it you know they want the authentic you know and I can give a speech to and I did it in Atlanta it was three different groups in one day and every speech was a little bit different because I was watching and feeling what they picked up on what they resonated with the the head shakes and the ahas and and I thought okay they're getting this part I'm going to focus on that they still got overall the same message and those are the people that you know I want to be like and that I want others to see that and go oh you know that's what that looks like when you're in the moment and being intentional instead of just, okay, I got to say this, I got to say this, and I got to go to get a good stage, and I got to go this, and then I got to go home. Right. right. Pick up on that. And it's, that's totally. exhausting for the audience. It is. It is. And, and being able to be in that flow and being able to have that balance of, mm-hmm. you know, when you're speaking, especially, it's like being able to read the room and being yes. that present where you're not in your head, you're not trying to think of what you want to say next, you're listening to the person talking or giving a discussion point, and then you're reacting to that as opposed to, okay, what am I going to say? What am I going to, what am I going to say? And like, that's so true what you said. I never thought of like left brain and right brain being like ego versus service. Like, uh-huh. like at first I was like, I don't know if I agree with you, but whatever. <laughs> like, but I totally can see that. Like your right brain is definitely like the creative you know, it's definitely more intuitive. It would be open yes. to open is really a good mm-hmm. word for it too. Like open to others feedback, open yes. to even, even like thoughts that may seemingly come from nowhere that mm-hmm. you're like, not sure if I should trust that or not. Mm-hmm. And just saying it and going with it, like yes. nine times out of 10, I, I might even say 10 times out of 10, it ends up being exactly what needs to be said. Oh, wholeheartedly. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. A lot of times it's not even what I planned. You know, because I, and and I was guilty of this for a while, you know, of talking with someone or being in a room and I was so excited. There were things I wanted to say that I wasn't listening to the conversations or 
feeling the energy and then I didn't get out of it what I should and the people didn't get what they needed and it's like oh wait a minute you know and and I think a whole lot of things in this world would be first off solved quickly there would be less assumptions and we would have a much happier easier place if we would all be in the conversation that we're having instead of around it Right. And letting go of the ego and trying to be right. Right. You don't always have to be right. Right. You know? As I say, right. But yes. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So true. And, and, you know, one thing that um, someone taught me, which is, I, I feel goes right along with this is like, you know, they say, what is it? Like, it's the number one fear, maybe number two fear of people to public speak, right? I think it's the head of death. Like they're more afraid of speaking in front of others than dying, which says a lot. Um, but, (laughs) but one person was telling me who's a professional speaker said, you know, if you're nervous before getting up, I mean, that's, it's normal. It's not like, you know, even the best speaker is infallible and doesn't get a little bit of butterflies or jitters Mm -hmm. before, but if, if it's all consuming, you know, if it's, if it's an unhealthy amount of nervousness, that means that you're making it about you and not them. And if you can just open yourself up to, Hey, I'm here to deliver a message and to be of service to these Mm -hmm. people, then now it's not about you. And then the nervousness just dwindles away and you're so much more relaxed and can give that message. And, and it can, um, be given with emotion and with presence so that it really helps to sink in with you know, other people listening. It, it, I, I agree with you 100% because I was even on a stage with, I was on a panel and there were four of us with the host. And, and here's the thing, you know, a lot of people don't realize most of the time you're not going to be on stage or on a panel without already knowing for the most part, what you're talking about or what they're going to ask you, you know, because they also don't want to be set up for having some kind of crazy response or whatever. So you'd go on knowing for the most part, again, what you're going to say. We were sitting backstage getting mic'd up and every other person had notes. And I was like, why do you have notes? And they said, well, I, you know, I just want to make sure that I say that I said, we already submitted our stuff. We know she's only going to set us up to succeed because it would make her look bad as the host if she didn't do that. And secondly, it's your stuff. It's your stuff. I know you know your stuff and whatever comes out is meant at that moment. And I was so happy that all the rest of them put their notes down. We just went out on stage and had a great panel, but I thought, wow. And these were people that had been speaking for years. And I was like, my goodness, guys, just give from your heart because that's all they want anyway. And here's another thing too: anyone listening that speaks or realizes they don't we all though, like in a way, I just want to say like for people are like, this doesn't apply. Like it totally does because every day, you know, if you're a business owner or even if you're not, it's Mm -hmm. like every day you're somehow presenting some kind of message or communication to another that you want them to listen to and take to heart, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Everything we do, we're either selling or being sold to. 
Yeah. And I don't mean like, you know, in a salesy, creepy, pushy. It's just, we are. No, you're... I sell my children to on going to bed every night. I know. <laughs> yes, we do that. And here's the thing for people that, you know, like I was saying, our speakers are realize they need to be in this world of, you know, video, you know, consuming everything is more, I mean, Super we're important things. nowadays. Yes, yeah. it is to be on video because that also expedites that no like and trust factor totally. for people that you're wanting to reach. No one, no one knows what you were going to say. So they don't know if you forgot it, if right. you messed it up, they have no clue. That's right. That's the awesome thing. So when you learn that, it makes it so easy to speak in a boardroom in a conference room, on a stage for five people, for 50, for 500, 5,000, whatever, it, now, yes, you'll still get nervous and butterflies. It just takes that sting out. Like, what if I mess up? What right. if I say the wrong thing? When you know you're giving from the heart and you're just there to serve and bless people with what you have, you don't care. You just right. go and you say what comes through. Cause again, nobody's going to know. Cause you didn't give them your notes. That's right. <laughs> like this conversation this is like we didn't have an agenda it's not like we wanted oh. to go through points one two three it's like no. just a conversation and it's like whatever comes through we're just we're just testing you know trusting that that's you know what what needs to come through so of course and I like kind of winging it <laughs> yeah I do too not everyone's comfortable with that right but we just talked about sure. some reasons why <laughs> and, and that's perfectly fine you know yeah. and I, I love things to be conversational because then people, we, we, when it's conversational, there's more stories that come out or more examples that are realistic. And then people listening and put, can put themselves in that story and have their own, oh, yes, moments or, oh, aha, I get it. You know, instead of if it was just a, a point by point, which is great. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that works for some people. I do better kind of through storytelling and examples. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, speaking of which, you know, Uh-oh. tell us a story <laughs> tell us an example of, you know, either a breakthrough that you've personally had using some of these tips that you've shared or uh, that of a client. You know, I actually have one that refers to, it's kind of a big one and it started my health holistic journey. Because, you know, we unfortunately are in a society where we want quick fixes or quick results for everything, whether it's in our business, personal lives, healthy, whatever. And when I was 30, I ended up in the hospital twice in about a 12 month period, almost exactly to the day in 12 months. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. What's going on here? One was for my, my gut digestive and one was for my heart. Mm. So that was kind of scary. And ended up being on like five or six different medications. And a lot of people would have been on that for the rest of their life because mm-hmm. they would just say, okay, that's my lot in life. This is what I ended up with. And I went, okay, is that the vision of the healthy, happy, fun life that I want to be tied to doctors, to be tied to visits, to be tied to prescriptions? And I thought, that's just not a, a good vision for me personally. And so I switched it, but what am I going to have to do? So I started working really hard. I've gotten off every single medication. I haven't had any shots, any, no vaccines of any kind, no antibiotics, no nothing in over 16 years. Wow. 
So it, you can set your mind to anything, whether it's health and making a switch, whether it's in business and you're not happy with something and switching. I just decided this is what I was going to do. So I started looking for people and I'm really big believer on mentors or coaches, you know, people helping you and then just doing those steps. So that was one of the things that I did for myself, because let's face it, you can have a fantastic business. You can have a ton of money in the bank. You can have a very healthy relationship. And if your health is not there, by the time you get to the point where you've created a legacy or whatever, and you want to enjoy it, you're not going to have the health to do it. Right. So true. Or like other things. You health know? is paramount to everything. If you don't yes. have health, it's, it's hard to have anything else, right? It is. Um, and, that, and, that, and that's a story a lot of people can relate to is health. Yeah. Because whether or not you've had your own health story, you probably have somebody in your family or a close friend that has had a, you know, a, a situation. And, and I actually told a good news story today is about a church in Dallas who through their donations paid off $2.6 million in medical debt for over 2,400 families. Wow. Because oh, yeah. medical debt accounts for about $66.5 million of medical debt. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to Talk that about wrong. a ripple it's, effect too. Like Yes, it's 66.5% of bankruptcies. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Is due to medical debt. 66.5%. Yeah. And 2,400 families, they were able to affect. That's that's amazing. Yes. That's really because, a cool you know, story. Finances are a big stressor for a lot of people, you know, and, and, and granted, I, you know, talking about money, there's a lot of people that have a ton of money and are just as unhappy as right. people that have what I would say, like just enough. So money is not an indicator of happiness, right? So that has to come from within. And so, you know, like I said, that was just a story for the, um, the health piece because health does affect, I do like to say health affects everything. From your waist to your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it does. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. I, you know, and, and what you said about, um, our minds being so powerful and being yes. able to, um, you know, and we're not advocating that people go off their medication or no, anything like that. No, no, no. That's what you did, but yes. You know, um, it's interesting. I've been studying the work of um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Are you familiar with his work? I have heard superhuman or something like yeah. that. Is yes. It? And he is a he's a medical doctor, and he is um, actually advocating a lot of quantum um, yes. psychology or or medicine or I don't know how what exactly he calls it, but it, it's it's becoming that perf picture perfect version of health for you. And, and he offers some really cool tips about how to actually go about doing that. Um, mm -hmm. so I love that. yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's pretty, pretty neat. Um, all right. Well, um, any, any final thoughts for us or <laughs> else? Oh my gosh. Well, I could talk forever. You know that uh -huh. you know, I do want to circle back to one thing because yeah. we talked about affirmations and then yeah. of course we got off on a tangent. Here's, I do want to say something, you know, in addition to the gratitude, 
talking about affirmations because I know a lot of people hear about that and they think, oh, okay, I'll just start putting some affirmations in, you know, I am whatever, or I have whatever. The thing with affirmations that really gets me out in the world when you see people talking about this is, yes, they're great if you put the action in behind it. Well, and also if you believe it too, right? Yes. You can have a lot of resistance Mm -hmm. to whatever affirmation and you could be sitting there saying the affirmation and then in your mind, you're like, you're lying. (laughs) That's not going to happen. (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I, um, before I forget, I just wanted to say like, I've actually come up with like, uh, or actually I was taught this by one of my mentors is how to frame an affirmation so that. Um, it gets rid of all the resistance. Oh, sure. And so instead of saying I am, Mm -hmm. or I have, you say, you just add, what would it feel like, or what does it feel like to have, or to be, and then fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And what that does is, I don't know if it's NLP, neuro linguistic (laughs) programming or what, but what it does is it, it actually, you know, causes you to ask yourself, well, what would that feel like? Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon you start feeling that, which just makes it believable. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, yeah, you could have the I am statements and things like that. But yes. And here's another one way you could do that. I like that for someone that may be a bit resistant and, and in that place of, and they say it. And the first thing their subconscious mind says, oh yeah, right. You don't deserve that or whatever. Another way is, you know, like some people would say, you know, I have a million dollars in the bank, you know, and of course their mind starts to go, okay, you don't really have that. You don't even have a thousand dollars in the bank. You know, what, what are you talking about? You can also say, I am happy that I am creating a million dollars. So that, you know, I am ING statement. Yes. Yeah. You know, that, you know, or I'm thrilled, whatever word you want to put in there, because it, it makes your mind go to the, oh. I'm creating or I'm, you know, I'm thrilled that I'm in the process of having, you know, so that's that nice little, you know, your step is awesome. And then having this too, you know, there's a great couple of of intermediary to getting to the, where you finally believe that you can have it, you're worthy to have it and it's yours. You just have to step into it and it'll be there. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. This has been an awesome conversation, Dorsey. I'm so glad to have you. (laughs) Now, how can people learn more about you? Well, you know, they can go to my website. It's probably one of the easiest way to see all kinds of stuff about me. And that's playwithmeretreats.com. That's probably the quickest, easiest way. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes for people. That's great. great. And then do you have a a free gift or something that you would like to offer the listeners? I do. You know, the, the happiness or the habitual handbook, the habitual happiness handbook that I was talking about. I downloaded it. It's fabulous. I would love for people to be able to have that because it's now, okay. Don't get frustrated. It's about, you know, 35 ish pages. However, just do like one thing at a time, you know, and there's several, seven different steps. So that is bit I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a like, comment, and or review. 
every interaction, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, helps this podcast to reach more people like you. Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast.